Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. First school starts this week in many districts around Utah, but for some of our growing community of international refugees, the new school year can be a difficult, and as we know, as we've been talking about inflation numbers today, it can be a very expensive process. So is there something that refugee children need in addition to pencils and paper, and how can we all be helpful in all of that? And uh, really pleased to have joining us back on the program once again, Amy Dot-Harmer. She's the director of Utah Refugee Connection. Amy, great to have you back. Oh, it's a joy to talk with you again, Boyd. How are you? Doing great, doing great. You have been busy as always. We expect nothing less, uh, and you've been making <laughs> such a difference for our Utah refugees. Uh, and I know that you've been working on uh, making sure they have backpacks and school kits. Tell us what you've been putting together and what the good people of the state have been bringing uh, for these kids. Well, our state has showed up in a beautiful way. In the last two weeks, we've collected almost 5,000 backpacks for um, local refugees that will be starting school in the next few weeks. And tonight we're having a large event where refugees are coming to get backpacks with school supplies and finding out about resources that are available. And then Ken Garf and Best Seat SLC are putting on a carnival. So we're excited. We're about about two and a half hours away from this big event that we are excited um, about having. Oh, that's great. A great way to round out the summer and celebrate uh, some good things going on. Uh, 5,000 backpacks. That's yes. unbelievable. Uh, that is. Uh, so yesterday, yeah, yesterday we had um, nonstop people driving through with backpacks that they made with their families, their neighborhoods, their church groups, all filled with supplies that will help these kids feel a little more confident in a really new challenging situation you can only imagine most kids are nervous for the first day of school but imagine being a new refugee and having a new language and a new culture so we're really excited to have these backpacks available for any refugees in the state that find themselves in need of support Uh, that's great and what are some of the things that uh, they need in particular and are there still opportunities for people to chip in and chime in Well, you know, I think one of the things that's beautiful is we've found that when we post things on our social media feed, which is Serve Refugees on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, people show up in a big way to make a difference. And, you know, we just are culminating the the end of our backpack drive, but we still offer a lot of support to refugees as they attend classes and workshops and So they can follow us on Serve Refugees, and in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing some things actually to help support teenagers Mm -hmm. in the refugee community, be motivated to go to after-school programming and giving them helpful resources. We're looking for $10 um, gift cards to places like Maverick, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, so we can help motivate them to come and be engaged in helpful 
healthy programming, but also help them feel like normal teenagers. You know, they, they want to, they want to fit in like everyone else. So I think the best thing now is to watch our feed for, for new ways. But I think critically important is every refugee needs a friend Mm. and a mentor. And I think, you know, we're all nervous going back to school, but if they can look for people that are by themselves um, from diverse backgrounds and, and befriend people, I think that's probably one of the most helpful things they can do is just look out for the people that look a little more terrified than they might be <laughs> and be willing to try and engage and talk with them. I know most refugees mention how helpful their peers were or not helpful their peers were when they first got here. So encouraging your kids and people to reach out to those that are on the periphery. Uh, that, that is such a, an important lesson. As, uh, it really is about linking arms and stepping forward together. And uh, I know that uh, Utah Refugee Connection uh, nonprofit fills in a lot of the gaps. There's a lot of, obviously a lot of great services uh, that happen out there uh, in the refugee community, uh, and you're really filling some of those those critical gaps. And I also love the way that it's, it is about this opportunity to interact. Uh, I think you often say it as, hey, you can have a multicultural experience in your own backyard if you just open your eyes and just lean in just a little bit. For sure. Our, the event that we're having tonight is at a school that's less than two miles from where I grew up. And if you would have told me back then that I would be having these beautiful experiences with people from around the world, I just mm. probably wouldn't believe it. And I think we get caught up in sending our kids to other places to serve when there are really some beautiful opportunities right here in our own community to get to know these diverse backgrounds, you know, and these students from different places. We invite them to our things, but we also need to be willing to go to their events and go to their churches and go to their cultural um the the culture parties that they have so we can learn yeah. more about how to be better friends. Ah, oh, I, I love that. Again, you can check everything out. You can follow them on their uh, social media channels, Serve Refugees or serverefugees.org. Uh, and where is the activity tonight? People want to swing by? So, yeah, so um, it's mostly refugee-focused, and we're giving out backpacks and having a resource room at Granite Park Junior High. And then we're having a carnival that's being sponsored by Ken Garf. Um, and one of the most beautiful things about this whole thing is it's a lot of entities coming together to collaborate. Granite School District is hosting. We're providing the backpacks. Ken Garf is providing the carnival and fun. And then Best Seat SLC is helping with the carnival games as well. And it's really cool to see all these entities come together to make um, these people that have had some really vulnerable situations feel welcome and embraced in our community. Uh, that is the Utah model at its finest. It is uh, civil yep, society sure coming is. together. It's all of the things. It's businesses, faith groups, uh, local groups, government groups. It's everybody coming together and realizing that we're all in this thing together. And uh, what a great thing to be part of. Amy Dotharmer, director of the Utah Refugee Connection. Uh, Amy, always appreciate your energy and your effort Uh, making a difference for so many. I I love what I do, and I love people like you that help us do our job better. So thanks, Floyd, for your time. All right. Amy Dotharmer, again, is the director of the Utah Refugee Connection. And, again, if you're looking for an opportunity to just go out and make a difference, we talk about it every day on this show. What can I do today to make a difference? This is one of those that is a no-brainer. 
Super easy. Lots of opportunities. Again, you can go to serverefugees.org uh, or check out their uh, social media pages as well. Uh, they're Again, they've got uh, backpacks and supplies. I love what they're doing uh, around the teenagers, the young people. Imagine how hard that has to be uh, as a refugee, as a teenager. Hard enough to be a teenager. Uh, teenager and a refugee, that's a really, really tough uh, hurdle to clear. And as Amy very powerfully stated, uh, they need someone to link arms with them. They need someone to connect. They need peers. They need mentors. They need neighbors uh, who are willing to just lean in a little bit and have a different kind of conversation. So if you're looking for your way today uh, to make a difference, uh, that's one that you can really jump on and, and truly impact someone as they get ready to go back to school uh, as we help our refugee community. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. More inside sources coming up on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office to meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.